Opi podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. And Friends is up next, but first, take a listen to this other fine Opie show. On the next, back to you with me, Howard Sudbury, and my co-host, Steve Baskerville. I will give Steve a quiz about famous movie roles almost played by another actor than the one that made it famous. And you can play along at home if you choose. Back to you with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. Back to you, an Opie show, only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is And Friends. Well, here we are. We did it. 30th anniversary. That's right. Since the since the 1990, And Friends has be cre- been creating quality podcasting content for you. That's right. And we're celebrating those 30 years with chugging three 10 fluid ounces cans of seltzer water. So, bottoms up. Well, he's doing We're not sure why Sam is doing it either. I was going to say. Oh, are you shitting me? (laughs) Are you absolutely shitting me? I've already started. (laughs) Keep going, Samuel. I just wanted to Uh, clarify this was just Samuel drinking the seltzer uh, water. He's doing it for the team. Oh, God, this is horrible. Chug. Chug. How does it feel? How are the bubbles? Oh, God, it feels pretty bad. I I want to say we tried to stop him, but we really didn't. I'm perfectly okay with letting this happen. You know I don't understand it, but I'm letting it happen. We'd, he'd, we'd even suggest her. He's like, by the ah. way, I'm going to do this for the show. Ah. And we're like, you know what? We appreciate your sacrifice. I'm getting a brain freeze. It's not, yeah, it's not like we we said like, oh Sam, you you got to do this. It'll be so funny. He just brought this in, and we were like, all right, we won't we won't stand in your way, uh, man. I'm already one can down. Oh. <sighs> It's kind of impressive. That's a pretty fast. Oh, one. go go with the intros. Go. Oh. Okay. He wants us to start the intros. Uh, all right. Uh, well, I'm Tommy, uh, and I'm just gonna spend all day messing with this wah wah pedal here because I'm in my dad's studio because it's it's got a bit of a sound buffer and he's doing a bunch of work around the house. So there's a wah wah pedal right underneath. There's a whole pedal board down here. Actually, that's just this is the most fun one. It's interesting. I want to make a pe- like a board to hold the pedals because my boyfriend he has all these pedals but nothing that holds them and it's annoying because they just keep moving because the cat will like push it. So oh, it's like right. I've been thinking of making like an actual board like to at least like hold it in there to like kind of keep them contained. But I'm like I don't know how or what to do with that. You probably just put well, them in a box. You sound in pain. You can't put them in a box. Yeah. You'd have to be standing in a box the whole time. You put them in a but box I mean, to store them. Huh? Why did my brain think well, like a tall box them. that you can be like, boop? Well, I mean, not to st- I don't want to store them, like put them away away. Exactly. I want to have them like a display board, I guess. Contained. Yes. Thank you, oh, Tommy. Well, because, I mean, the pedal board that I'm currently, that's currently sitting underneath me seems to be made of <sighs> styrofoam and uh, looks like some kind of, not carpeting, but... It's like a little rug piece. It doesn't have any. Oh shit! The things that <laughs> you can't even get it out. The things that connects Velcro. It might be. I think that there's Velcro like under the pedals, and this is like a kind of carpeting material that's designed to <laughs> catch Velcro. Yeah. What, Without what? being Velcro, so your foot doesn't get stuck. What can are you on, Samuel? I'm halfway through two. I feel like a burp's coming, but I don't know if it's a burp. 
Well, do you want to introduce yourself in the meantime? <laughs> okay, I can keep going. Oh, holy shit. Was that real? Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm Sam. I'm not a fish. I know how to make tacos now. And I enjoy the soft, sweet nothings of Margaret Thatcher. Wait, 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 wait. holy shit. Did you just vomit? That's no, that was a perp. I'm still going. Oh, thank God. I thought... <laughs> It's it sounded uh -huh. disgusting. <laughs> I literally backed away, just like waiting, just be like, "Did he vomit? What is going oh my on?" I know God, I almost threw my headphones off. That was oh, that was repulsive. I'm sorry. I'm doing it for the thirty. <laughs> Why? Oh, almost done with two. You know what though? Oh my God, he's got a whole other can. At least how big are the cans? Oh yeah. Oh, they're ten, ten, ten fluid ounces. Ah. <sighs> Is that the normal? I don't know. I feel like that's lower than average for a can, but I mean, I guess for sparkling water. But it's already doing this to him, so like, I'm not. I don't think it should be any bigger. I got one more left. Oh my god. Oh, he's through two. Well, while he gets cracking on that. I'll just, I'll just go and introduce myself. I'm Kimmy. Uh, even though I'm not sounding as, you know, I'm trying to be happy for this podcast. Well, I'm in so much pain thanks to my stupid wisdom teeth yeah i was i was thinking about that it's it's pretty late for you to still have your wisdom teeth in well my brother didn't get his until he was in his 30s so and my mom didn't get really? hers so she was adult so like everyone in my family mine actually still has his wisdom teeth i see <sighs> well mine are just like cutting my gums yeah. like one it's all on one side so it's like my right side is like haha f you the left side is like we're chill there's nothing here oh yeah so, it's like the top one is cutting the gums. The bottom one is just like protruding. I can't say the word. Protruding. Protruding. Yeah, saying, I can't say it. I'm not going to try. Anyway. Pourquoi? Pourquoi? <laughs> it's like starting to push out more and push towards the other ones and pushing them forward. Oh, no. And I'm like, oh. But it, how, how many are there? Two. Mm. Okay. I, and also. So last night I decided to, you know, counteract this pain. Everyone kept saying, rub garlic on the gum area, go yeah. get some over-the-counter ointment. Someone actually told me to use sex lube, numbing lube on it, which uh, I was tempted sense. to. In your mouth? Yeah, well, they have what? the mouth numbing lube stuff that is supposed Wait. to help numb your mouth so you could, you know, things better. Oh. Wait, why would you... Why would you numb? I have that. Oh, oh, for the mouth, I yes. guess. But I mean, it, it's like a spray. But the one I have is like a luberish. You, you put you put it on the penis so you can last longer. Okay, it's also for giving head too. Well, some people do that, but then you don't feel anything. They also like, have it even... for your butt, though, for your butt, so that way when you're trying anal, you know. Oh Jesus! Kevin. But then the, it's the, the numbing is going to get on the penis, and now there's no point in doing it in the first place because now no one feels anything. Well, that's because so they can last longer. You self, you selfish bastard. You still feel. Think, no, think about the lady. Okay, uh, but she's numb too. Uh, my, if you're both numb, then what are you doing? Oh, there's a pain. <laughs> you're just exercising your legs. It's not that numbing. It's not that bad. It's not like when you go to the dentist and get like a shot. It's really not yeah, that bad. I'm not. I, well, then it's not going to help your mouth. In mom. college, I used to use a numbing spray just to take shots because it would be like, I can't feel for two seconds, but then you feel like that's, it right after. That's cheating. It's not like you're shooting Novocaine. It's not like you're shooting Novocaine in your cock, man. 
Don't ever use that word near me. Oh, my God. Well, what I was going to say is I basically ended up drinking a little bit too much because people said whiskey rubbing on there. So I thought just going to drink it all. And I shoved my uh, nose ring back in my nose. Like I have a septum you guys see all the time. But I decided to shove it back in the one that I haven't worn in over like two years. Yeah, I'm sore. My nose also feels like it's just. I caramba. This is what happens when you drink too much to counteract the pain. You feel no pain. The next day, you get more pain. Uh, uh, I'm just pain. That reminds me, uh, today's sponsor, Painkillers. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think we've explained why. Uh, <laughs> uh, speaking, I'm gonna of, those. speaking of a need for painkillers, what, yeah, what's, uh, what's the situation over there, Sam? How many you got? I'm almost done with three. My it's eyes are watery. He's going to need painkillers after One. this. My stomach feels like there's fizzy pain. One last push to the finish, Samuel. I'm Chug, still going. Chug, Chug, oh, Chug, Chug. You can do it. I believe in you. Throw it back. Ah. It's not like he's taking a shot. There's a lot more liquid. Ah. So, so is that it? That was it. Nice. 30, baby. 30 years, 30 fluid ounces. Ha! Well, it's, our, it's our 30th. I don't, know about, I don't know about years. We've been around for 30 years. At the uh, actual 30-year anniversary special, uh, Sam, you will be drinking 30 cans of sparkling yes. water. And we'll time it. Stick he around. doesn't have oh. that long. He has less than three oh. minutes. No, I'm just kidding. For every minute he goes over 30, um, we add another can. Perfect. Oh, it's settling. It's settling down. It's settling. It's settling. It's settling. I'm burping up all the carbonation. You know what? This kind of makes me <laughs> want to go into the news that I have just because, you know what, Samuel? I care. Fuck yeah. Huh. They ought to put a warning on those things. <laughs> Covering the news from around the world to your backyard, it is time for the news. So, with this news, I just want to go over quickly. I have a game, but first... This damn cares button on Facebook. Why? I have- Don't disrespect it. <laughs> I am because it's just like it's like saying like you know here for you. I don't know. I just there's certain things where I'm just like I'm gonna press the button instead of liking something like oh I like that like it's like I care care. I I stand. It's with like standing. a little virtual hug. Yeah. I think it's. I think it it, it has a different. A different connotation to it than any of the existing reacts. I think it's, I think it's useful in its own way. I think right now, you know, we're seeing it kind of blowing up. I mean, it's it's the point of the post is is often the joke, but like in the future, I think it'll be good for for those uh, venting on social media posts when you just want to say like, "Hey, here for you," but you don't actually want to type that. <laughs> you can just hit the care react button that's true nice. my favorite meme was seeing the one where it was just like if you're gonna put a care button i want a I don't care button i just like the prospects of knowing that there is some like neo-nazi out there or like alt writer who is using the care button with like their alt-right friends it's completely defeating the purpose of the whole button i don't know if it completely defeats the purpose but i mean they're allowed to show care with each other but just like walking into one of those areas and being like, oh, I wonder what's happening here. And then you see everyone just saying, oh, I care about this. You know. All right. So I don't want to go too crazy with all the news that I found. So instead, I want to play a game with you guys. 
it's a mix of two truths and a lie, but instead it, it's like true real headlines and one false headline. Oh. Okay, so it's two it's two or lies, one's true. Yes. Okay. Um so I'm gonna give three headlines and you have to tell me which one is the false headline, okay? Oh, I'm excited. First headline <laughs> 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 All right. Britney Spears says she accidentally burned down her home gym. Now, don't say if it's real or not. I'm going to go to the next okay. one now. Okay. Danny DeVito is releasing his own Gwyneth Paltrow-style candle. Oh. It smells like uh, Danny DeVito's vagina. <laughs> <laughs> and then the third, Alex Jones said he'd kill and cook his neighbors to feed his kids. Which oh, one is the man. false? I know for a fact that uh, Britney Spears burned her gym down with a candle. I saw that one on, I think it was Camel. I, I believe that one too, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you are correct with that one. She made a, it was a whole video with it. She, it happened six months ago, but she finally talked about it and how it happened. Hi guys, I'm in my gym right now. I haven't been in here for like six months because I burnt my gym down, unfortunately. Um, I had two candles and yeah, one thing led to another and I burned it down. <laughs> she was ashamed. It was stupid. So... Which one is the lie, Danny DeVito or Alex Jones? <sighs> it's hard because they're two people that you'd believe pretty much anything oh, yeah. you heard about them. I want to believe the <laughs> Alex Jones thing. Like, he would be someone who would say, I would eat my neighbors, but I don't think it's true. But I don't know. Would Danny DeVito release a candle? You guys don't have to agree. You guys can go separate and see who is right. I, I think he would. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to hash this out. I, yeah, that's no, fine. Take your time. Do what you gotta do. Because it's like Danny DeVito's already coming out with that new TV show, and it's pretty crazy. And I feel like Danny DeVito embodies like he's like he's like Christopher Walken or uh, the other guy from The Fly. You know what I'm talking about? Where like Jeff Goldblum? Yeah, he's like Jeff Goldblum. Where you just like you, you, he Danny DeVito isn't a character. He's Danny DeVito. And he can. He's a very strong personality. Exactly. You could slap his name on anything, right? So the idea of him making a candle just to make fun of Gwyneth Paltrow seems like a very Danny DeVito thing. But you brought up the fact that he's doing that that show, and I know that he was out. He was. Out, I saw him out on the the campaign trail with some candidates in the primaries. I think he's too busy to make a candle. That's why I'm going to go Alex Jones on this one. I think he's just too busy to make candles right now. All right. I'm going with Danny DeVito. I'm gonna I'm gonna put my money on Alex Jones. All right, the true story is Alex Jones. Ah. Danny DeVito is not essence of Danny. <laughs> I mean, as cool as that would be, he's not creating a candle. <laughs> well, I just thought I, I just you know what I I believe that. But I'm just like, damn, Alex Jones is going crazy, man. Dude, it, actually, there was video evidence of it. I there's audio evidence of him saying that and it's just like wow so good on good on him he's a real weird one. Oh yeah he's he's <laughs> like i know that seems like uh a little underselling it after his comments on sandy hook but like he's he's, he's just a crazy character oh yeah you know he lost custody of his kids over oh, yeah, the over the show basically but yeah, yeah. Well, that's how the, it's funny, the video, the reason I was able to know this, the whole story, the main video was his wife saying, hey, I, ex-wife, saying, I got my kids taken away to this man, and he says this. Oh, like, yeah. 
I also love too during his whole custody trial. He's like, yeah, all of it's an act, guys. I mean nothing that I say. I'm like, well, that makes it even better. Yeah, it was like I don't even know how you feel about that. It's like, sure, mm-hmm. maybe it's true, and like this is mm-hmm. just playing it up to to a crazy extent. But also, mm-hmm. you're still doing that, and you're still off the rails mm-hmm. and lying to us, and it's it's weird. Yeah, man says his whole life is a lie in front of a court. Details at eleven. Yeah, right. <laughs> Film at twelve. I do have another round of this, but if you guys want to try it again. Round two. All right. Let's see. (laughs) I'm not good at the harmonica. (laughs) First headline, Georgia temporarily allows teens to get their license without taking road tests. Okay. Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, Trader Joe's has announced that it's giving away free groceries, $250 worth exactly. Okay. And the Pope gives aid to transgender prostitutes with no customers. Okay. All right. That one sounds the least likely, but its inclusion, the very fact that it's included in this list makes me think it's true. And the Pope's been going wild, man. Like, the Pope is like, this is like the the, the most, like, out there Pope we've had in a while, you know? Yeah, but he is still the Pope. That's true. I don't know how he feels about... I mean, transgender prostitutes, that's two things that the church is historically pretty opposed to. But you you have to remember, we're living in a crisis, right? Pope gonna do whatever the hell he does to keep his seat, you know what I mean? To get himself in the good light. So he's gonna he's gonna be like you know what that might put him in the good light with the public, but not with the church. That's true. Right? If he's yeah. making en- enemies in the church right now, that causes him more problems. Yeah. What What was the first one again? The first one is that Georgia is temporarily allowing teens to get their license without taking road tests. That one sounds true too. It, it's the DeVito and Alex Jones thing where we just go. Georgia has become so off the rails, stupid that you believe without a shadow of a doubt that they're doing this. You know what I love, though, is that neither of us are doubting the fact that Trader Joe's is giving away food. And I swear to God, I, if that's the fake headline, I will be sad. I actually, I have doubts about that one, too. I'm not really positive on any of these. The one I'm most sure is true is the Georgia one. Yeah. I believe the Georgia one is a fact. Oh, you see, I think the Trader Joe's one is a fact. Because I'm just like, this is Trader Joe's. California. Man, they're handing out shit left and right. I'm back and forth. This one, I'm just going to wait for you guys to tell mm-hmm. me which one you think is the lie. I'm not going to give any hints by cutting it off on this one. Just because of oh. how divided and how awesome this is going oh, right man. now. I'm back and forth between Trader Joe's and the Pope being the lie. Because on one hand... She said $250 worth of groceries. That's really specific. However, I don't know if Trader Joe's, with their limited hipster-based customer base, can afford to do that now just en masse, throwing throwing that much out, you know? Well, apparently what it says is Trader Joe's has announced that it's giving away free groceries worth $250 to everyone due to the corona Mm. pandemic. She had more details. That makes me believe a little harder. It's true. Yeah. But. (sighs) Look, but the thing is, it's like, have you ever been into a Trader Joe's? Like, their food is pretty expensive. I think they can afford that. Exactly. You know? Well, I don't know. I think because they're, it's so bougie. Like, as, (laughs) as, as, as far as supermarkets go, it is the most bougie supermarket I've ever been to. I've never bought anything at a Trader Joe's that's so bougie. It's. All right, I I'm calling it. God, as as much as I hate to say this is a lie, I think the Pope one's a lie. Okay, Tommy. 
all right, just just to get more coverage, I'll 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 say Trader Joe's is a lie. Um, it's so the Pope thing is so hyper specific that I have to go with it. So I'll say that that one's true. George is true. Trader Joe's is a lie. All right, can I get a harmonica, please? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And the one that's a lie is the Trader Joe's. Oh my the, God. The Pope, what he's doing, it's a misleading title. That's why I loved it more. He's assisting a group of them who are financially struggling with it. So it's like a group of it. It's, it's you know, they're reaching out. The Pope is being more of helping everyone than Trader Joe's is. But that's, apparently it was a headline going around. Everyone kept saying it, but they're like, no, this is false. We're not doing this. Where, where, where? I want to know where the transgender prostitutes are, because I swear to God, if the transgender prostitutes are in the Vatican, that would be amazing. Probably Rome. But yeah, good job, Tommy. I like this just because you guys were all back and forth on all of them, too, because it was like, they all sounded so ridiculous. And yet so believable in their own ways. Right? Especially with this day and age, it's like, oh, what is going on? But yeah, yeah, you were right. The Trader Joe's story was not real. But it was going around a lot, so it's nice to debunk that. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't do that. It seems like a thing they would do. Thank you for playing, boys. I enjoyed this more than doing news the other way. <laughs> that was fun. I like that. that was, yeah, that was a lot more fun than the usual news. <laughs> right? <laughs> we here at Opie Shows would like to tell you, stay at home while you're uh, stay at home, and while you're there, listen to Opie Shows. We have sanitized each show for your enjoyment. In fact, we are all swimming in a vat of hand sanitizer as we speak. So save the world and be sure to wash your hands. Well, here's here's a here's a fun game. I guess uh, the game is learning uh, in next week today. Oh, thanks, Mom. Oh, God, <laughs> God damn it. It is, it is time, time for, for next, next week's, week's today. I found this article of uh, 25 hilarious historical facts you won't believe actually happened. Um, but I only took uh, about five. Um, and they're, they're pretty interesting facts uh, that might start some good conversations. Um, so here, here we go into the interesting facts. So the first one I have is uh, that the notorious pirate hunt, uh, the pirate, pi- I don't know why they put that, pirate slash pirate It's pirate hunter. slash pirate yeah. hunter, because he was a pirate and a pirate hunter, depending on time period. Oh, okay, cool. Um, Benjamin Horingold once attacked a ship just to steal all of the crew members' hats. His men had gotten drunk and lost their hats during a party the night before and decided to board the ship to get replacements. I've heard this one before, and it just reminds me every time how much I love pirate history, because it's full of shit like this. It seems like the most petty raid in the world. It's like, ah, fuck, we gotta get hats, and better go take the hats from these guys. Imagine how much more careful you have to be, though, when raiding a ship. Like, you can't put you can't put them to cannons, because you need their hats. Yeah, right? You- so you gotta go engage them person to person, get the hats, and get out of there. <laughs> I can't imagine the boat that they raided is like... <laughs> Like, they just jump on it. It's like, give us all your hats. It's like, oh, all right, take our hats, sure. <laughs> I get the feeling they probably took more than the hats. They just came over for the hats. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, I just well. like how they lost all their hats during a wild... Like, all of them lost their hats. Right, when they got drunk. I like to believe there was some kind of a game involved that involved hats. Yeah, right. And then they just... They woke up the next day and went, that game was not smart. We were out of hats. Hey! 
Those are some nice hats. <laughs> I want those hats. <laughs> Give me your hats. It's actually more fun if you imagine them still drunk. Yeah, right. <laughs> because just imagine them showing up to say, Give me your hat. <laughs> I lost my hat. I need it. It's like the equivalent of a drunk man walking around the street <laughs> asking for like a pen. But it's so much harder to do because you're in the middle of the ocean. Right. So imagine just when you bump into someone who's drunk and crazy on the street, at least it makes sense that you'd be both walking down the sidewalk at the same time. If that happens in the middle of the ocean, right. your life is changed. Yeah, imagine how many boats they had to pass just because like they look on and they're like, ah, no hats, got to keep going. Hey, you guys got any hats? What? Nah, never mind. Keep going. What if they also, they pass one, but it's like, oh, those hats are ugly. Yeah, right. No, next boat, next boat. Nah, I don't like those hats. On to the next one. They kill half a crew, finish, get everyone tied up, and they go, where are the hats? What hats? Ah, damn, next one. They kill half the crew. It's like, "Ah, I'm not sure I really like these hats. It's it's a nice hat, but is it me? You know? (laughs) Uh, Moving along. Oh, no, what? I was just say, imagine also, what if they just don't, and the first thing they ask is like, give me your hats, and they're like, you want our hats? Yeah, That's sure. it? Yeah, sure, take it. Fight to the death for How my How impressive hat. they found that many hats. It's the 1700s. My hats matter. <laughs> you know, I want to give us all a pat on the back for making it through that whole pirate story without any of us doing a pirate voice once. Good for us. Hey, look <laughs> at that. That's all right. Oh, God. Nope. Moving uh, on. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, mo- this episode now has to be rated R. <laughs> uh, moving on. In uh, 1847, Robert Liston performed an amputation in 25 seconds, operating so quickly that he accidentally amputated his assistant's fingers as well. Both patients and assistants later died of cespis. A spectator reportedly died of shock, resulting in the only known surgical procedure with a 300% mortality rate. I heard this one too, and it kills me every time because they say it as um, he accidentally amputated his assistant's fingers as well. I don't think that that assistant would consider that an amputation. They just <laughs> lost it to scalpel. Right. Imagine how many times that would happen as an accident. Like it seems like, like they say it, they pass it off as such a normal thing that like assistants would like regularly lose limbs or just body parts. I don't think he'll ever get a assistant again because I'd be like, "Yeah, you cut off your last assistant's finger. I'm not. I'm not doing that." I don't think he'd ever be a doctor again. He he practically killed three people. But it's like the 1847s, you know. I don't know how much they're gonna be like. Well, you can't be a doctor. It's like, but I know surgery. There's only so many times in one surgery you can say "tada" before <laughs> they take your license away. <laughs> Maybe, maybe that's the main thing. Is he finished? Like somewhere in the middle of it, that assistant lost their fingers, and he continued on with what he was doing. Yeah. Did not help the assistant. Just kept rolling. He's like, no. Nope, once we start, we gotta finish. Yeah, that 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 doctor was committed. He put a hundred percent of effort into that, which means he was a good doctor. See? Put Give some up. pressure on that with your elbows. Yeah, right. And you can't blame about the spectator dying. That was his own fault for watching. I I don't know how you. Die of shock from that. I mean, that's that's got to be insane. But still, I mean, I don't know. If someone said, do you want to see me amputate this hand in 25 seconds flat? I'd be like, you know, I want to say no. But 
when else will I get this opportunity? He's suggesting that it was like some sort of challenge he made beforehand. He's like, I swear to God, I can finish this in under 30 seconds. And everyone will make it. You think he did this for for any reason other than to be a show-off? I don't think so. I mean, he... (laughs) He came in here and went, watch me go to work. Watch out. But what was he amputating on? Like, what was the, the, the you know, the patient? What were they well, having amputated? Apparently, uh, the doctor, Robert Liston, was famously known for his speedy surgeries, often lasting only around 30 seconds. Um, wow. Yeah, he emphasized. He just the, rocked too hard. He published a book emphasizing the importance of quick surgeries, arguing that these operations must be set about with determination and complete rapidity. I mean, I guess there's... If you could do it right, it would make sense, yeah. right? Like, there's there's less time that they have a gaping open wound in their stomach if you're, if you're doing something in there. But, like, if you can't do it correctly in that time... Like, you're going to make mistakes going that yeah. fast. Well, apparently, he was actually a pretty good doctor. Of the 66 patients he operated between 1835 and 1840, only 10 died. I mean, all things considered, you got to give him credit for that. Yeah, right. I mean, I was going to say, back then, in those times... That's a pretty low mortality yeah. rate by 1847 standards. Yeah, it's only a death rate of only 16%. Yeah. By pre-Civil War standards, that's basically... That's golden. Yeah, perfect yeah. run. That's average. Show me a doctor back then who didn't have less than 16%. Yeah, right. And I'll show you a liar. <laughs> uh, moving along, uh, this, is one, this one I find pretty interesting, um, is the first thing said to the pilgrims by Native Americans, specifically by Samoset, who was apparently uh, a famous Native American, um, was, do you have any beer in perfect English? Because by the by the time the pilgrims had arrived at Plymouth, European trade routes in North America had already existed for generations, and trade diplomats yeah. uh, and fishermen traveled extensively uh, to and from Europe, and they would trade beer. It's a fun little fact. Well, it's a little less fun when you realize that um, the reason they traded beer and many other alcoholic beverages was specifically to weaken the population to make them easier to take over. I don't think that was their their active intent i think that was more of like a you know byproduct i feel like it was a thing i feel like i remember hearing about this in in my history of the caribbean class was they were like shipping up um i think it was like a lot of whiskey and rye or something was like they they gave them liquor just to like just to slow down progress see that's why they should have given them beer because liquor makes you sicker beer makes you cheer i hear a new portion of that saying every time i hear it so everyone has some new some new bit <laughs> uh i guess i'll move along then um is uh i got two more uh this isn't going too long is it no, keep going. okay cool uh in 1866 Liechtenstein sent out an army of 80 men to partic- participate in the austro-prussian war they came back with 81 men suffering no casualties and having made one friend along the way that's that's three out of four so far I'd heard before. I feel like I've looked at the exact list you pulled this from. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> uh, it was also the last battle the tiny country ever engaged in, ever. Yeah, for those unaware, Liechtenstein is a little one right next to Germany. Uh, it's a- mostly German speakers there. Yeah, it's sandwiched between Germany, Switzerland, 
It's Italy and Austria. It's a tiny little city state. I just like how they made a friend along the way. It's like, hey, we left with 80. We came back with 81. Oh, we made a good friend over here. I don't know why I made them from Minnesota. (laughs) How good of a a friend do you have to be with someone that you join the military of a foreign state and and just go back and live with them? That's true. Or how much of, like, do you have not really going on where you're just like, yeah, I'll come with you guys. I could just get up and move. I bet he was just at the side of the marching path, and he was like, oh, hey, can I join you? Oh, yeah, come along. We're going to Austria. You don't know what German accents sound like, do you? Look, man, I've been watching a crap ton of Fargo, and my accents have been messed up. (laughs) They're getting all mixed up. Yeah, they're all getting jumbled. Uh, Here's the last one, and this is my favorite one. Hitler, apparently, suffered from the most horrendous gas complaints. His extreme diet, reoccurring stomach problems, and reliance on quack drug pushers like Morel made his life at dinner table terrible for his de- for his guests. Apparently, Speer wrote about it in Inside the Third Reich, and I guess that's why he had a dog. Hmm. I don't know why. Yeah. Wasn't he a vegan too? He was. He was a. He was like a devout vegan. According to his medical records, which were commissioned by the U.S. military, Hitler regularly took up to 28 different drugs to attempt to restrain his farting. And this includes pills uh, containing strychnine, uh, a poison which probably expands his stomach pains. I didn't actually know that Albert Speer wrote a book. Yeah. Who published that? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it... It sounds like a good book. Inside the Third Reich, you get a glimpse of what it was like inside the Third Reich. I mean, I guess it's not fun, but that doesn't mean it's not (laughs) worth reading. It's interesting. But yes, Hitler was a farter. And that wraps it up for next week today. Here we go. Beautiful. If you like bells (laughs) and you like Anne Friends... Be sure to check out some of the other programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, such as... Back to you! And back for more. The Rambling Brothers return. Legendary Chicago TV personalities Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville are self-distancing... Are self-distancing... Ah! Are self-distancing themselves from one another. But they are ready to get back into your ears. Listen to Howard and Steve as they talk about the long list of what bugs them. Only on Back to You. Go to opishows.com, wherever you find podcasts. Just search Radio Misfits. Every time now, my brain says Suds Berries. (laughs) And it makes me so mad. It's because he's a little bath boy. He goes well, into the Because remember the bath. first day, like we tried to read uh, something that had his name, and I just every take I said Sudberries, Sudberries, uh-huh. and you guys all looked at me like couldn't get it. It's not berries, it's berry, and I was just like, I like berries. Mm-hmm. And that was actually back in our uh, 1994 season. You know, we yeah. were starting out, we we didn't really know them that much, so it's a little throwback for you. I think my memory is a little foggy. Sam, we got to work on. We gotta work on your ability to read copy. Who, me? Sam. Yeah, I know. <laughs> just just slow down. Breathe, think, then speak. Well, usually I can do it, but that word screwed me up. Social distancing. You've been making a lot of little flubs today. I'm worried about you. Maybe it's because I chugged three cans of seltzer water. It's just scrambling your brain. Yeah. All that bubbly. It's upsetting. All the bubbly. 
<laughs> bubbly bubbly. Uh, so we're going to go to a quick break. Uh, so stick around for more uh, Opie content. This week on Minutia Men Celebrity Interview, we talk with Cousin Oliver and the Brady Bunch, Robbie Wrist. You only did six episodes? And it was Weird. the last six. Which is why I get credit for being, you know, the guy who killed the show. <laughs> it's pretty good, actually. If a nine-year-old kid had the power to take down a television <laughs> yeah, 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 like right. that, well, I just can't believe I never got work as an industrial saboteur. <laughs> yeah, right. You know? Minutia Men Celebrity Interview, an Opie show only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great Talk Radio isn't dead, it just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report Informed Automotive, we talk about those cars you may hate but still love. Quirky Euro exotics, anybody? Plus, cars for real cheapskates. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Hostable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. Welcome back, guys. Oh. I have a little sex talk that equals sex this time. Sex talk like, equaling sex? Yeah, sex talk. With sex. That's my favorite type. What will happen next? Back to you with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. Wouldn't it be neat to have a show where you just randomly said sex talk? Sexy. My thing is, especially with all the COVID, like, should sex workers be an essential essential service during COVID-19? Yes. Yes, I think they are. I think sex workers are the, like, hold up the whole pillars of society. Look, I'm usually, you know, very supportive of sex workers. I'm normally all for it. <laughs> However, in these uncertain times, I don't think we need to be touching anyone that we're not already living with. But they have said that there is no issues in semen. There's no COVID strands in semen. Like, that was specifically right. a news thing. That but saliva is a problem. Well, then just don't trade saliva. Have some, like, rules. Like, you know, their social distancing, quote-unquote, could be no saliva. Yeah, I, I think when you get along with a sex worker, you're probably not going to start out with kissing. You probably get right to the point. Look, my main thing is if there's no saliva involved, you are doing it wrong. It needs to be somewhere. I don't care where, but saliva should be someplace other than the mouth at some point in sex. It's not sex without it. The reason, okay, so there's a sex worker in the UK who's like saying, yes, yeah, because all people deserve to be loved in any capacity, and especially with what we're experiencing and, and not having that ability for physical connection, it's kind of like they're needed. Well, I think that's good. You know, if you, if you have. All the sex workers tested to make sure that they don't have COVID-19. And then you check your temperature before you get with the sex worker. I think you're fine. Again, sex workers are the pillar of history. I mean, without them, we wouldn't have the French Revolution. I'm just mad because that explanation was such a crock of shit. <laughs> I, have, I have been dry for four years, and I'm fine. Y'all can handle a couple months of doing it yourself. You just sound more Tommy, angry. I mean, you could release that pent-up tension with a sex worker, Tommy. There you go. I do country. it at least once a week. I don't need help. Well, you know what's cool <laughs> is with the internet, you could buy certain devices that actually connect it up. So you could still be a sex exactly. worker. You know, virtually. You can still do these things. Yeah. I mean, it's different, though, than that physical touch of someone 
turn to e-girls in these uncertain times. Oh, God. Yes, the time of the prostitute is over. The time of the simp is nigh. (laughs) Yes, I I will pay $15 to text with a random girl online to save the world. I mean, that's cheaper. (laughs) (laughs) Probably, but that's texting. But it's saliva free. Well, you know, for an extra $10, you could be sexting. Bring it in uh, here next week, folks. I'm going to be paying $1,000 to an e-girl, and we'll see where that gets me. Oh, God. See how far. Let's see if you finish. <laughs> she's going to be, oh, he'll, she's oh, gonna be our, our, our guest on the show. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, what an how idea. Much, how much do you think we'd actually have to pay an e-girl to come be a guest on the show? <laughs> oh, probably a lot. I don't know. Oh, that'd be fascinating. I kind of want to reach out because I feel like with me being a female, they'd be like, oh, okay. And then finding out those you two should be like, oh. Yeah. Hey, sick like boys. <laughs> Show us your feet. <laughs> I think it might be different considering we're not wanting, I don't know. Do, is there like a talking fee? Well, it depends on what you're talking about. I would like you know if you're talking business, you might be able to talk for free. Well, I think there is a talking fee because I like to imagine sex uh, like e-girls or online sex workers to be the natural evolution of uh, you know those party phone things that they used to have in the '90s and late 2000s, where you yeah, yeah. call a girl. You know, this makes me really I want. I never got it. A sex worker on the show. I, they used to they used to have them run all the time while I was in Belgium. I would see the ads at uh, night. They were very memorable, very memorable ads. I've seen the ads here. I saw one not even that long ago. Like I think a couple months ago, I saw one while I was in Chicago. Yeah, they still it's... run them sometimes on Adult Swim. A sex ad? Yeah. Well, oh. the 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 sex lines. Yeah. Oh. You don't really I'm... need to advertise for sex. Most people don't need to be sold on it. In That's my town, true. there was this like sign that was for the number one eight hundred get laid, and as kids, we were just like, "Let's call it." Huh. Yeah. So we would call it, or well, tell people to call it. It seems like every time I go online, there's like you know a whole bunch of middle aged women who want to talk to me. I don't I don't know why, but the pop ups tell me so. I'm told that uh, the Asian girl of my dreams is just a click away. Oh, see, look at that guy. See, so you know, we all have some prospects. Guys can find love with just a click. Yeah, a click in my credit, credit card, card information. <laughs> Hang on, we've got we've got something back from the e-girl. She's just looking for a social security number and she'll be on. I'll, I'll send her yours. Take my social, take it. I'll do anything. <laughs> I'm social security number distancing. So, so, social <laughs> simp security. Oh my god. That's the funny bill. It's the humor bill. Every time something <laughs> funny happens, I'm going to hit the bell. <laughs> well, that was our lovely sex talk, boys. It, uh, speaking of uh, getting off the topic onto e-girls, Tommy, you got a tangent? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so normally I like to do this as, uh, you know, just kind of a off-the-cuff question that, that starts a conversation, but I thought it'd be more fun so let's just make a game out of it. Oh, games. We're making everything a game today, it seems. It's game day. It's our 30th anniversary. Right. Come on. Kimmy, name something in your kitchen right now. Name something that's in there that you know that's in there. Uh, Can I make it obscure? Or should it be something very specific we all could have? It could be obscure. My Dennis the Menace lunchbox. 
Oh. I'm staring at it right now. Ooh. That's why I said it. Samuel, can you retrieve a lunchbox? I, d- I don't. I don't. Oh, can you I find do. one? I do. I have a lunchbox. Do you want me to get it? Go get it. Uh, Go get I'm it. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. Go, Samuel. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. He's going. Let's get his lunchbox. I'm glad I chose the lunchbox now. <laughs> I'm excited. I, I want to understand what's going on more. All right. I, I have... I. I have my Embark thermal lunchbox. Is that like a branded Ooh. or wait, what type? Is it like plastic or cloth or something or metal? It's cloth on the outside, and then um, plastic on the inside. You want to know how cool my Dennis the Menace one is? It's an all metal like collectible one. Ooh, wow! Is it the 1990s Dennis the Menace with Walter Matthau? It's the cartoon. Oh. Yeah. Original Dennis the Menace. Yes. Yeah. Dennis the Menace classic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll so put I, a picture up of it with Samuel's moldy one. I got my lunchbox. <laughs> what do you want me to do with it? I, I just wanted you to go get the lunchbox. I just wanted to, I just wanted you to go retrieve an object. <laughs> this is uh, a game shamelessly stolen from Kadoo. Oh. Uh, the the game is uh, you got to go find it. And then you know I was hoping it would start a conversation. Uh, this bit is not awesome. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, if it makes it any better, I, I did happen to steal this lunchbox from my father, so. <laughs> that does make it a little better. Yeah. I feel like we just played a game of fetch. <laughs> I'm a I'm a dog now. Bow wow. <laughs> but instead of fetching an item you throw, it's like, here, I'm going to say an item and go fetch it. Get it. Well, folks, welcome to the experimental portion of the show. Uh, <laughs> we're kind of throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks right now. It's it's There's nowhere but to go but up from here. That's darn right. All right. Moving along, uh, I'm calling this one called Quiz Quinundrum. So it's pretty much, uh, it, it's, it's going to be like a quiz. You know, you got to guess which ones are real, kind of like uh, what we did earlier. But this one... Uh, is based off of internet challenges. We all know internet challenges, right? You know, the Tide Pod one, the Cinnamon one, the Ice Bucket one. But I thought, you know, in these days of big bad COVID, a lot of new internet challenges are popping up. But I want to figure out if you guys know which internet challenges are real. All right, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Which one is real? A, the fire challenge, which is the act of dousing yourself in flammable liquids and setting yourself on fire. B, the underwater challenge, the act of submerging yourself in water for the longest time possible, or C, the gasoline challenge, the act of drinking a shot of gasoline. I don't know for sure that it's a challenge, but I know that I've seen a lot of people online dousing themselves in flammable fluids and then lighting themselves on fire. Yeah, I've, yeah. So personally, that's where my money goes. Yep. Yeah? All right, you guys are correct. That was a real thing, and it was called the fire challenge. I remember seeing a news article of, like, kid tries fire challenge, now has, like, third-degree burns on, like, half of body. Yeah. Jesus. So I'm like, idiots. That's a silly one. It's a pretty silly one. All right, we're one for one. Both of you guys got two points. I mean, one point. Uh, Next one. Which one is real? The squid challenge, the act of eating a whole squid raw, the gallon challenge, the act of chugging a gallon of milk, or the pudding challenge, the act of eating a whole six-pack of pudding in under a minute. Definitely know the gallon challenge has been something people I've seen try to do, but I don't know if it was a gallon of milk fully, but I also might be confusing it with the milk one where they spilt it on the ground. Yeah. 
the milk one and the pudding one both kind of sound like something that um, some kind of eating challenge that would start, like a, like a Mr. Beast thing or some crap. Mm-hmm. I think the squid one is like it's that's too expensive of food. That's too hard to get. It's it has no potential for going yeah. viral. You got a lot of those people eating live food. Yeah, that's the thing, though, because you have a lot of people who do the weird things of trying, but I don't know if it's a challenge that's mm. going exactly. on. Exactly. Especially with I squid. know that people are going to do that, and people will record. Like, I've seen uh, I've seen a girl get, like, attacked by an octopus she was trying to eat alive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I don't, I don't think it's a full, like, challenge thing, you know? And the thing with the milk, the reason I'm 50-50 is because I think that's actually just really bad for you but that reminds me of more of like the cinnamon challenge so i I think it was around the same time of that Mm. if i'm that's exactly why i'm leaning towards i'm gonna go with the gallon challenge i'm i'm with you on it all right you guys are correct the gallon challenge i was a little worried because i was like the pudding one sounds safest (laughs) yeah uh it turns out it sounded too easy right yeah. yeah the first one it was actually first attempted by johnny knoxville back in 1999 so the it's, it's a pretty one? old... No, the gallon challenge. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's That's that the real old? One. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So you guys are two for two. Awesome. Okay. Two for two. All right. right. Internet high five. See if, this one's, see if this one's real. Which one is real? A, the corn drill challenge, the act of eating a corn cob tacked to a drill. B, the hammerhead challenge, the act of using your head as a hammer to hammer a nail. Or C, the, head, the hand screw challenge. The act of putting a screw through your hand. I'm definitely saying that last one is not true. <laughs> yeah, I'm going with that too. I don't think that one's true because they're all self-destructive, but like that one's too obviously self-destructive okay. in a way that people don't typically go for. I'm, I have seen videos of people doing the corn on the cob on a drill, and I'm pretty sure, if I'm correct, there was a news article because someone lost their teeth because of it because it was too fast. Okay. I've definitely seen people doing both the corn drill and the hammerhead. Yes. I can't say if I've seen more of one or the other. I feel like I've seen more of the corn on the cob because, I don't know. I feel like with that one, it has an eating factor and, you know, you're already mm-hmm. putting on a stick. And some people, you know, with the hammer and the nail. I'm going to, I will go with the corn drill one. Okay. Tommy? I think I gotta go corn as well. That does, like, it does have the food aspect, like Kimmy was saying, and I think that's a big selling point. And I could, like, the the hammering a nail with your head, again, has kind of an obvious self-destructive angle. The corn drill challenge, it's still very dangerous to yourself, but some people might not realize just how dangerous. So I think, I think it's, I think it's the corn drill. And you guys are correct. Yeah. It is the corn drill challenge. I'm really liking our thought process of like deciding yeah. this. It's yeah. making we're doing it good. like hmm hmm. We're using you know, PEMDAS. Yeah. First, <laughs> there's there's a language to this. <laughs> it was first uploaded in 2012, which is uh shows you how old that one is. Um, but yeah, you guys are three for three. All right, we got two more. Which challenge is real? A the leg challenge, the act of rubbing all the lead out of a pencil into your arm. The ballpoint challenge. The act of rubbing a ballpoint pen into your skin in the shape of a mother tattoo, or C, the eraser challenge, the act of rubbing an eraser into your skin while you recite the alphabet. 
I think it's not the ballpoint challenge, specifically because the mother tattoo sounds like something that Samuel would have come up with. <laughs> it sounds less like a, a real challenge and more like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was thinking that also just because it was so specific with like saying or a mother tattoo, and also because with the pens, I don't if I'm thinking correctly. I don't know if I've seen anything or done anything because this this sounds like one all the challenges here, especially that eraser one, sounds like something I did like in middle school. Mm-hmm. The eraser one seems more likely to me than the pencil. Yeah, because I feel like you'd have too much trouble getting the lead out. Like you've got the you've got the the point of it, but then eventually you you like what you have to get up and go sharpen the pencil and start again. It doesn't work for me. But there are but there are mechanical pencils. It doesn't say mechanical pencil though, and even then, you couldn't really rub that out. You'd have to, you'd end up snapping it. Mm. See, I remember with like making, doing like the fake, you know, oh, I'm putting a shot in my arm, like not rubbing it. So if it was right. that, I remember that. But the eraser one, I'm also more leaning towards because I personally have done this challenge. <laughs> I think as a kid, because I remember we would the main rub the, eraser. the main reason I'm going for eraser is because it's the only one here that really looks like it would hurt. <laughs> I mean, I feel like rubbing a pencil on your arm to get all the lead out would also hurt because it's hard to get pencil on you. But I'm also, because of the thought process of like sharpening, I also agree. I, I, I love the eraser challenge. I love how in this analysis, most of it comes down to uh, the only thing that validates a challenge is the fact that it will hurt you. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> well, it has to hurt and it, it usually has food. Yes. Yeah. And messes you up either internally or externally where you could almost die in some cases because, you know, choking. I think the real thing with the eraser challenge, too, is it makes you look stupid while you do it because you're saying the alphabet now. So that makes better content for viewing purposes. Mm. Yeah. And it's longer. So so what are we what are we settled on? I'm saying eraser eraser challenge. Sorry. I'm, I'm with her on eraser. And you guys are correct. Yeah. Four for four. Yeah, baby. It, this. it is yeah. the eraser challenge. That's right. Uh, also came up in 2012. Uh, really? Yeah. These are some pretty old challenges. It was challenges. a bad year. Yeah. Well, it was huh. the year of the challenges. A lot of challenges started up around then. I think just as a kid, I did this. Not the alphabet-wise. That's why it was a little different. But we just did it as a way of like seeing how long you can go. Mm. <laughs> so it's like doing like the rope burns or snake burns. We were fucked up kids. Anyway. <laughs> All right, this is the last one, the fifth challenge. So which one is real? A, the pass-out challenge, the act of cutting off air until finding a point of euro- uh, euphoria. B, the gun challenge, the act of two people shooting guns at each other while simultaneously trying not to get shot. Or C, the chicken challenge, the act of playing chicken with trains. Oh, I really, and it's the weirdest one, is the chicken with trains I feel like that is something I read about, but I feel like also it's so out there that I'm also like, hmm. Mm. The the back two sound pretty outlandish, both of them. I mean, the gun challenge, I might be more inclined to believe it if there was a better name behind it, but that sounds like something that Samuel named. That's what it sounds like to me. So I think um, between the chicken challenge and the pass-out challenge, the pass-out challenge... That just sounds like a sex act when people would do it or just, you know, because that's what I know people, that's a thing to do. 
Yeah, but. I feel like I've heard of people doing the pass out challenge. I feel like people have done it. I know that like in high school, every once in a while, people want to play tap out or pass out. So this feels like kind of an extension of that. Mm. The chicken challenge, I'm like, the, I see a lot of videos of people fucking around with trains. Right. But I don't know if that's exactly what they'd call it, you know? I'm hung up on names now. <laughs> I haven't even thinking about the names. I've been thinking more of like what the act is because I'm just like, ah. Well, if you remember uh, in the South Park episode, uh, the Faith Hilling one, they kind of mimicked something like the chicken challenge. So I'm thinking. He's trying to guide us towards chicken challenge. I know, that but makes that also me believe makes, it less. I know. That's also where I'm like, wait, there's a guide to choose one? Mm. He always like. He always tries to sell us on the ones that aren't real. No, I'm just, I'm just helping you guys out. <laughs> Fuck off. That's, that's just lying voice. Oh, right? <laughs> I don't know. The passing out one is, now that I think about it, motherfucker with a damn motorcycle out there. Um, sorry. That pissed me off. Uh, the, mm, the passing out one seems like it could be believable because they're, I mean, I don't know if they would be passing. That's the thing. I don't know if people actually got to a point of where they pass out. So that's why I feel like there has to be some water element. Like, the people would go underwater and do that. Mm. Well, no, I mean, I, I, I don't think it would be underwater because then people are a lot more worried about drowning than they are suffocation. I don't know why. Like, it's equally as big of a problem in terms of you die. Yeah. But, like, I... <sighs> I, I believe the pass out challenge. This seems like something that you could end up doing when a bunch of idiots get together and someone just goes, well, I could choke you and we'll do the pass out challenge. Mm. It's hard because in my hometown, I feel like I could see people though doing the chicken challenge because we have exactly. trains everywhere. I might have to go chicken challenge just for that because I feel like, you know, you play chicken with a car with a train. So I'm just like. I'm going chicken challenge. Well, this is exciting because this is we, one of us is actually going to win, I think, because I don't think the gun challenge is real. So I'm going to go pass out challenge. All right. Changing and, it up. And we're going to have a point difference now. All right. The correct answer is the pass out challenge. Damn. Boom. Yeah. Look at that. All right. All right. <laughs> hey, Tommy wins. That's crazy. Five for five. Hey, look at that. Yeah, it was uh, it was the pass out challenge. It actually was a problem between ninety five and two thousand eight, and uh, two thousand eight. That's thirteen years. Yep. That was to say that's a like behind the challenge year. Yeah, but it was a thing that people would do. Yeah. People are weird. Look at that. That was a fun game. Tommy won. That was a fun game. He won. He won props. quiz quinundrum. Good game, good game, yeah. good, good game, good game, good game, good game. Good game. Pretty, pretty well. I feel like we had so many games today, which was kind of nice as a change-up since we don't have, you know, sports, even though we're not sports people, but... Yeah, but it was... This makes me just want to come up with more games. <laughs> <laughs> do it. That's what I'm going to do all next week. We're after 30 years here. Do something new. Go wild. Go fuck wild or something. Yeah, we're almost... It's been 30 years of, of Florida and... I mean, we, sex talk. We need to come up with new games. Yeah, you know, almost half a century through a podcast, and you know, we're finally finding our roots. Uh, well, 
If you like this interesting new dive into and friend zone, then you should listen, subscribe, and rate friends on opishows.com or wherever you find your podcast. Just search for Radio Misfits. And a special thanks, of course, to executive producer Tony Lasano with opishows.com. Opi being hippo, spelled backwards. O p p i h shows.com. And, of course, to our distributor, Evan Silla, with Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. Hope you guys liked this 30th anniversary of And Friends, and you liked all the new stuff. So check us out next week, and we'll be there. See who wins next week. In the meantime, play some games, take some some painkillers, and we'll be here with you next week. That's right. All right. With a little less pain. (laughs) See ya. Bye-bye. This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of OPI Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of OPI Productions. Tony, can you shut up? This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Sperm smoothies. Michael Jordan can do whatever he wants. Rick's brush with Neil Young. And we interview writer, comedian, author Josh Gondelman. All that and unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Man. The Tony Lasano Podcast and Opie Production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Radiomisfits.com. Previously. I'm Lasano and Friends. Dick Biondi, DJ WLSFM. Chris, we're going to do a game uh, that you put together here. Do you want to explain the rules of this uh, game? Sure. Uh, basically, there are going to be four stories here. Yep. And three of them are real. One of them is not. So these are stories more about Dick Biondi. Right. But one light. of them is false. One of them is not and true. And we have to guess which one is false. Yes. All right, let's okay, go. here's the first story. Cher was once too busy to donate her time and voice to a charity campaign that Biondi was doing, as he often does on the air. Approached by Dick to contribute to a good cause, she flat out refused. That's one story. Okay. Number two, American Pie. Don McLean was also approached by Dick for an on-air charity fundraiser that Dick was doing, but said he couldn't participate because he didn't want to feel exploited. All right, that's another story. Number three, Dick once broke up a fight between Frank Sinatra and Tony Bennett and in the process got his nose broken. Once the two crooners saw what their fisticuffs had done, they immediately stopped out of respect for Dick and paid for his medical bill. Another story. And number four, Dick accidentally invented stage diving when he was the first DJ to take Elvis Presley north. He had the King of Rock and Roll sign a shirt that Dick put on as he introduced the King from a stage and said that whoever in the crowd was able to get the shirt off his back could keep it. When he dove into the crowd, the crazed women in the audience tore the shirt and Dick to shreds. Alright, so four stories. Uh, Bruce, do you want to take a guess which one's a false one? I think the Frank Sinatra Tony Bennett story is not uh, True. All right. Jimmy? I'm going to say the share one. All right. Dick, do you want to vote on one? Which one do you think is not real? <laughs> uh, the Frank Sinatra. The Frank yeah, Sinatra that's you. right. However, <laughs> I've got to mention this. Yes. Go ahead. I did almost come to fisticuffs with Tony Bennett at the living room <laughs> on uh, Rush Street. This is, uh, what it, happened? It's a true story. I was there with Lester Rose from Acuff Rose, who was with Tony promoting 
we were having dinner, and Tony started asking me, how come you won't play my records? How come you guys don't? And I just said, well, why don't you come to the radio station and ask? You guys are nothing but a bunch of payola. It's all the reason you play the music. And uh, you're, you're, all that music play is nothing but crap. And he started on and I got up. And he got up, and we started reaching across, unless the rose came in between us and said, that's enough. Get more Lasano and Friends now on Lasano.com. I actually filled out my census just because I'm in this meme group where Lori Lightfoot said, you know, actually commented into it saying, you can do that. You make all these memes with me, and it takes you 15 minutes, but it takes less than 10 to finish the census. Yeah, I remember seeing that picture. That's pretty good.